Louisville is getting a new direct flight to a long-awaited destination, San Francisco. With San Fran, Boston, and Austin, we should be satisfied, right? Also, a few Heine Brothers locations will be getting a new look. We'll talk about that next on Access Louisville. Thanks for joining us. My name is Haley Coffin, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. Michael Jones. How are you doing? And that's it. We have a small group today. and <laughs> Small but mighty. We got this. Yes, small but mighty. And um, if you can't tell, I'm not the normal host of Access Louisville. Um, the normal host, David Mann, has been on vacation this week, and he asked me to step in. So I'm going to do my best. And if you don't like it, just wait a week, and David will be back, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I wish you all could see uh, Haley's headphones right right now. She looks like a pilot. She's ready to take off in a jet. It's impressive. I, I have my and husband. We're talking about airplanes. So. <laughs> right. We're ta- it, it all. Yes. It yes. I am. I am a pilot, but I'm wearing my husband's gaming headset. If that tells anyone anything, because my Apple headphones aren't working well. But anyways, so Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. And our first topic of the day, um, like we mentioned, is the San Francisco flight. So, Michael, you wrote the story. Tell us about the new flight. Who's the airline? When does it start? Give us the details. Okay, it's uh, Breeze Airways, and uh, they're a newer low-cost carrier. Um Louisville was one of their launch cities. And so um, this uh, um, flight to San Francisco was actually uh, Dan Mann, the um, head of the airport. When he took the job four years ago, this was on his wish list of cities. And so this is can connect, uh, you know, Louisville to uh, Silicon Valley to one country. So, um, it should be like uh, very important in terms of economic development. And it starts in May, right? Yeah, it starts May 27th. Okay, that's exciting. Just in time for summer. Um, <laughs> so, Michael, like you said, we've landed direct flights to three major tech hubs, um, which I know has been important on folks list. Um, but I think there's a few more flights that people are requesting from <laughs> SDF. So, yeah. Um, what city do you think is the biggest priority now? And, you know, Jason, uh, feel free to weigh on this, weigh in on this. Well, Dan you. told me a few months ago that he would love to do more in the Northwest, like a Seattle. Mm. Uh, it's something that he uh, wants to do. And maybe down the line, they're doing a lot of renovations and they would like to get some international flights. Ooh. Straight to Paris. I am in. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Seattle makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say Seattle. I don't. I don't know. It just well, a lot happened there in the Northwest. Why not? Do you guys have a, a personal direct flight that you'd like to see? I really. I'm looking forward to Seattle. If that's the next one we get, yeah. I went to Washington last year and it was real fun. So would love to have a direct flight from Louisville there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I interviewed the um, uh, David Nealman of uh, the. Uh, ahead of um, the um, Breeze Airways, and he mentioned Savannah as a possible. They started flights to Fort Myers and Savannah, and he's like, there's no reason we can get flights there. So uh, I dig Savannah. I would like to have a direct flight because that long drive is a bit much for me now. 
Don't we already have a flight right into Charlotte or uh, Charleston though? Uh, yeah, we do. They're pretty close, but yeah, it'd be nice to just go right into Savannah. That'd be cool. I've, I've never been to Savannah, been to Charleston. Yeah, I would love to visit there. I'm still uh, um, enamored by uh, Haley's pictures of Seattle and the Northwest. So I, I would be tempted to hop on a, a, a direct flight to Seattle for sure. Awesome. So moving right along here to Heine Brothers, Michael, this is, was another one of your stories this week. We're just putting you on the spot, asking you all these <laughs> questions. So, Michael, how did you hear about um, these Heine Brother remodels and how did you get turned on to this story? Well, you know, like sometimes people pitch stories to us and it's uh, not something we're interested in. So um, uh, Journey and Jacobs, the design firm, um, they had contacted me about uh, the 1020 Brewery. They had done the, the one on Worston Street and the tap room in uh, Anchorage. And uh, the Anchorage tap room was open and they were like, oh, but right about that. But uh, I had already written two stories about right. it. And so um, I was like, what other projects are you working on? And I'd never thought about like a design company. They know everything that's coming up. Yeah, that's and true. So um, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. They had um, they listed off these projects, and one of them was the Heine Brothers, and uh, it had turned out that uh, Mike Mays, the president of Heine Brothers, loved their design at ten twenty so much that he wanted them to do uh, four of the older Heine Brothers stores. These were. Um, like more more than 10 years since they had done anything to these stores. And um, Mike, I think you wrote a story about how Heine Brothers were, was working on their first drive-through only yes. um, a store. And Mike had told me he thought that's the way the business was going because in the pandemic, it went from 50-50 uh, indoor and drive-through to all drive-through. Right. And he still made, you know, I guess they were making enough money off drive-through. Uh, but uh, once uh, people start going out again, the indoor sales picked up. And he said it was up to like 40% of their uh, income. And so he wanted to really invest in the stores and make them comfortable and moderate, modernize them. Um, and so it was like uh, the Chenoweth store, Gardner Lane, Northfield. And there's one more. I'm going to have to look at my story. Was it Cliff? I think it was Clifton. Clifton. It was Clifton. Yeah, uh, that was the other. <laughs> and how, how appropriate your story about a, a women-led design group that, uh, dropped yeah. on Women's History Month this month. Yeah. Was that on International Women's Day this week? I don't remember. I, or no, that was Wednesday. Yeah. This is Friday. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Yes, but very close. <laughs> um, and sounds like a cool firm and some cool projects. Um, I frequent, I think we all kind of frequent a lot of coffee shops as journalists. Um, so on that topic, do you guys go to coffee shops specifically for the coffee or do you go there in part for like the atmosphere and like knowing that you're going to have a good environment when you go there. Just wanted to, some thoughts on that because coffee is very important, <laughs> but um, you know, I think atmosphere can be equally important. Well, I think I go a lot of times for the coffee because I actually have a coffee shop, which I'm not going to name because I don't like it at the end of my street. <laughs> 
And I drive half a mile to Sunnergoss to get coffee <laughs> uh, or to do meetings when I could just like walk down the, the bottom of my hill. <laughs> That's funny. I tend to go more for the vibe. You know, I, I, coffee seems to taste like a lot of the same to me. I really can't distinguish <laughs> one coffee from another. Some of them are a little more fruitier flavored i think but uh i live pretty close to bean i like going in there um the germantown area just the i just walk in there and i just feel relaxed you know the people are really cool in there it's laid back and sometimes i'll just go there and just just relax and i will get a coffee but i like the vibe yeah yeah they're good too if you need internet really quickly which i do sometimes if i'm covering something right that's what that's what i'm going aside from meetings or just getting coffee i'm going there for wi-fi um, so I would say most more often than not, you can find me at Quills and Nilu. Um, but Quills has been so, so crowded um, during even during, you know, the pandemic months. It seems like that was one of the only spots where, you know, people could still socialize, I guess. Um, oh, so didn't I've been, you say the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I've been I've been branching out. You know, I, <laughs> I still love Please and Thank You and their cookies. Um, oh, but someone. um I had a recent meeting with um, Spencer Jenkins of Queer Kentucky, who uh, asked me to meet him at Days, um, and that was my first time at Days um, Coffee Where's that? in the Highlands. I think it's oh, on Bardstown. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I mean, um, together when I lived in the Highlands, and they had. I, I don't comment on this very often, but they had an excellent music suggestion or music playlist going on, um, which. If you're playing like elevator music in a coffee shop and there have been coffee shops that I've been to that like are just playing the worst music humanly possible, then like I won't go back for a while, <laughs> hoping that like someone else becomes the DJ while I'm gone. But music can make or break, <laughs> you know, the experience for me. I'm with you. And some coffee shops, I don't know if this is a trend or what, but they just like blare the music so loud. This happens in restaurants a lot too. the newer restaurants. It's like it's almost unbearable. So funny side story. My, am I getting old? No, no, no. Funny <laughs> side story. Um, Lisa Benson and I um, had a meeting. I guess that was earlier this week. We had a meeting at a coffee shop downtown. And like Michael, I guess I won't name won't name names here, just in case you know we don't want to discourage anyone from going anywhere. But went to a coffee shop downtown, and Dolly Parton was blasting like so loud. And I, I will be the first to admit that I love a good Dolly Parton song. Um, but it was so loud that we couldn't hear like the conversation yeah, that was happening and all we could hear was Dolly. And so, and like Lisa afterwards, she's like, I don't know if I was just like spacing out, but like all I could hear was Dolly. And I'm like, nah, it was everybody. Like <laughs> we could, yeah. Dolly was I'm all we heard. It. Yeah. I don't know what, what's going on there. <laughs> There's um, gotta be a reason behind this. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, you know, maybe we are old. I don't know. <laughs> I know I am. You're not quite there. <laughs> I'm only 28, but like, I get it. <laughs> um, but speaking of very loud music, I think uh, this is a nice mm. transition into <laughs> yeah. our last topic here. Um, and Shay wrote this story for us, but Louder Than Life announced their lineup this week. And our editor, Shay Van Hoy, stepped on this story. But since Shay couldn't make it today, having Jason give us the rundown on what's going on with Louder Than Life. 
And it's, it's appropriate that I talk about this because I can hear the concert from my front porch because I, I live pretty close. Precisely. Yes. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's like, here we go. It's like, I'm ready. I'm getting my ears protected. <laughs> no, there's, there's some big names, you know, a lot of them life has, has drawn some big names over the, the past several years. So Thursday's headliner is Nine Inch Nails. They had to drop out last year uh, because of COVID. And then Friday, you have Slipknot. Saturday, speaking of the older folks, the older rockers, you have Kiss as the headliners. We'll see if they're walking up with their walkers. And Sunday, another kind of old school band, you have the Red Hot, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, you know, some really huge names. And some other big names, we have Alice in Chains, Incubus, Rob Zombie, of course, and some more older folks for you, Alice Cooper. So Shinedown, Evanescence. So some huge acts there. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of the lineup this year? Um, I know not everyone is a huge fan of rock music in this conversation, but like, what do you think of like the types of um, groups that they were able to bring to the lineup this, this year, this hopefully, you know, on the other side of the pandemic type of environment. Yeah. I'm surprised at how large uh, that uh, festival has grown. And uh, Danny Wilmer, the producer, he has like, well, he had three festivals that happened in September because he does the Mm -hmm. bourbon and beyond. Mm -hmm. And then he had a country music thing, but I don't think that is going to happen. But he just must have the best Rolodex in the business (laughs) because he's just uh, seems to be pull in. I remember Sting was at bourbon and beyond. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm not a big rock fan, but I would think about I'll probably sit out on the porch and listen to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> like I live in the South End, so yeah, you could probably hear yeah, it's like I can't get away from it. <laughs> but depending on how the wind blows, heck, people were like in the Highlands were hearing it last year. It's crazy. My my favorite thing about Louder Than Life is to like be on Twitter and and see the people who can hear Louder Than Life from their porches <laughs> or inside their houses. Um, I love Twitter complaints. <laughs> right. Um, um, so for for me, when I saw that lineup, I was showing my husband because we are, you know, fans of rock music and have been to several, um, you know, more rock music type of festivals. Um, and he one of the first things he said to me, he was like, is Saturday for old people only? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't think that was the plan. Um, but I don't know if either of That's you. That's right up your mom's alley, isn't it? She liked this kind oh, of rock, doesn't she? My, my mom wanted to go to Metallica last year, and I don't think she made it. But yeah, my mom, in fact, um, when I was growing up, I was nine years old. I remember my mom saying that, telling her friends that she was going to take me to the Kiss concert that was coming. I, I don't know if it was to Indianapolis or Evansville or something like that. And one of her friends talked talked her out of it, talked her out of taking me to Kiss because I was so young. <laughs> Like, don't corrupt her mind just yet. I don't know. Um, I can see you with all the makeup on and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I, I think I could have been a cool Kiss fan, but, you know, I didn't get to go. My first concert ended up being Hillary Death. And then I went to Disturbed um, after that <laughs> a few years later. Um, I'm glad but, your taste evolved. Yes. But speaking speaking of, uh, you know, this lineup, it made me think, had either of you seen the When We Were Young lineup um, that's happening out in Vegas? No, no. Oh, okay. Well, if uh, you haven't heard of it, it might be worth going on to social media to look at it, but it has all of these bands that like, I would say my whole generation just loved for like 10 years. <laughs> um, uh, and I just thought that that festival lineup, I'm like, I wish Louder in Life had a little <laughs> bit more of that. 
Isn't that a killer song? Are they playing? Uh, I don't think the killers are playing. Huh. Um, I was trying to think of who, who the big draws were there. Um, but I know it was like oversold, like it was going to be a one day festival and they ended up like extending it to three days. Um, mm. And I just don't know how they're going to cram in all of those bands, but I know my favorite band of all time, Bright Eyes was going to be there. Um, but I don't have to go because Bright Eyes is coming to Louisville <laughs> this month <laughs> at the end of March. So nice. looking forward yeah, to that. I don't think I can do a big festival anymore. <laughs> this, <laughs> it's this, a lot. The, the last time I went to a festival like that was uh, when Robert Plant was at uh, Forecastle. And that's been uh, many years ago, I think. Uh, but um, I even stopped going to Forecastle when they moved the media tent away from the uh, VIP area. So I couldn't sit in the air conditioning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they would be like, you want to come this year? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Forecastle has had some like really hot years. I remember one of the last years my husband and I went um and modest mouse was playing and i remember like we were standing on like these metal plates that were covering up some wires and i remember like tapping him on the shoulder during the concert like hey i need to move out of this crowd of people i'm you know gonna heat stroke or something yeah. well, um, it's, it's a couple months later this year right so hopefully no it's earlier be, or earlier so yeah it's happening it in may yeah, yeah yeah and i'm for sure gonna go to fort castle this year i know there's a lot of like dance music there but mm -hmm. even though that's not my scene but there are several other you know performers that i wanted to see but yeah, speak, it's a unique lineup yeah speaking of um concerts is is there a performer, an artist, a band that you guys, you know, want to see perform in Louisville this year, whether it's, you know, already scheduled, hasn't been scheduled, just wanted an idea of like some musical um, performances that you guys want to see? Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, related, though, you know, Michael mentioned Bourbon and Beyond and, and the country fest that we used to have. So. I think it's high time we have like a hip hop R&B fest. Danny Wimmer needs to make this happen with like Jack Harlow, Bryson Tiller, two Louisville natives. You know, I know you mentioned the dance music at Forecastle, but I think they need something more, you know, mainstream hip hop festival in Louisville. I think let's bring Ren DMC. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. Yeah, bring, bring DMC back to Louisville. In case you guys missed it, DMC uh, was one of the keynote speakers at uh, Leadership Louisville's The Best of Leadership Summit. Um, That's my first concert was a Ren DMC show nice. at he the was Louisville so Garden. Awesome. <laughs> Haley and I were like, we're like, oh man, that was the best talk ever. That dude is yeah, we were, one unique story, man. We were, you know, fangirling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> other than bright eyes who else would you like to see Haley? um i don't know uh i was sad that i missed phoebe bridgers last year but i think phoebe is one of the artists playing at forecastle this year unless i'm mistaken hmm. or you know forgot about that but i i was sad that i missed her um playing at iroquois amphitheater last fall um i just didn't end up the timing didn't work out i think it was labor day weekend and we had other plans but um would like to see her in the future because i haven't seen her and she's like i don't know the child prodigy of you know connor over she performs with him in a band called better oblivion community center um i'm probably getting way too in the weeds here yeah. but uh <laughs> I, I really like those those uh indie artists but michael angel, angel olsen is oh yeah trying to see um i had seen her with will oldham when she was singing back up with him and my wife and I had tickets to see her in Asheville 
uh, like two weeks after COVID started. Yeah. <laughs> so our show got canceled and everything. And um, I think she's touring now. I saw she's going to be um, in Nashville or something, but I'd love for her to come here. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like her to tour with Sharon Van Etten. Did you guys hear? I, their they're song? touring together. Oh, That's are they? Okay. With. Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I've spoken into existence, maybe. <laughs> um, but they I need had a, my music game because this is going right over my head. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll send you the links to yeah, the to do. the videos, Jason. <laughs> yeah. But they had a they had a really awesome song that came out. I think last summer, maybe. Yeah. I forget when it came out, but um, it was. Um, like I used to, I think was the name, or like she used to, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll figure out the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael, was there anyone else other than Angel Olson that was on your radar for this year? Uh, well, um, not you know. I listen to a lot of older music, so <laughs> I would you know. Went Marcellus was in town oh, nice. last week, and I missed him. Mm. and uh so he is somebody i would like to see and hopefully he'll come back uh he did uh um uh christian mcbride actually was there too um and uh, i just couldn't make it that night i even got had free tickets to, <laughs> to go see them but it was a, a monday night <laughs> yeah it's mm. tough when like these touring musicians you know they they have a tour schedule that they have to stick to and so a lot of the times their shows will like land on a tuesday or wednesday and i'm like it's in the middle of the week i'm too old to be you know staying out <laughs> past 10 30 <laughs> to go to a concert when i have to work the next day you know yeah uh, yeah. Kingfish Ingram is a blues artist. I've also tried, had tickets mm. for, uh, and that show was canceled. The headliners for COVID, so maybe he'll come back. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of shows I think that were canceled that um, maybe a few have rescheduled, but I think there's folks who were like ready to go and just haven't rescheduled their tours yet. Mm. Yeah. I'm just ready to get outside and see some concerts like Waterfront Wednesday. Just oh, to, yeah, just that's get out coming back. Yeah, I'm Hopefully. lucky in yeah. that I help program a music festival, the Jug Band Festival. So a lot of times it's just people that I know, <laughs> that, you know, like, oh, <laughs> like there's a guy named Buffalo Nichols that um, I heard recently. I liked him and I was like, oh, maybe we can get him. <laughs> nice. Helps to have connections for sure. Um, well, I think that that wraps up uh, the Access Louisville podcast this week. Um, but before we sign off, let's go around um, the virtual Zoom room and share where our audience can find us on social media. So, Jason, you want to go first? Sure. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. Michael, what about you? I'm on Twitter at uh, BF Lou Michael. And I'm on uh, Facebook under my name and on Instagram as Blueshound2000. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at BFLU Haley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Coffin. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Access Louisville on popular podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you, Jason and Michael. And thank you guys for listening at home. We'll see you next time. Great job, Haley. Woo! We did it. Did okay. it. <laughs>